Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo4j, and here we are uh, doing something really exceptional on this podcast. We're uh, recording another podcast with someone who has actually been on the podcast before, and that's uh, Jesus Barassa from, uh, from Neo4j, actually. Hi, Jesus. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, Rick. Great to be with you again. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, last time we, we had you on, I think it's like a year or two ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was a, a great experience. And I thought there's so much stuff going on. There's so much stuff uh, happening also in your role within the FJ that it would be a good, uh, good, good, good topic to, um, to talk about it a little bit more. Is that okay for you? That's perfect, yeah, because it's, uh, yeah, as you say, it's more than two years ago. It's actually shortly after uh, I joined. And yeah, things have moved since, yeah. Absolutely. So um, let's talk about that. I mean, I, people kind of uh, know you or or they should read up on the, on the previous podcast, but mm-hmm. you've been with Neo4j for like yeah, two, three years. You were, uh, you know, like a, a field engineer before, and now you've got a new role heading up a telecoms practice within Neo4j. Tell us more about that. What is that? That's right. Well, yeah, exactly. So I spent I spent a couple of years with the, with the field team, you know, getting a firsthand experience with you know on how our, our customers and our users in general were, were you know getting value out of Neo4j. But for the last uh, yeah five six months, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've you know been asked to focus on on the telco industry, and and uh, I think it's an it's an interesting approach. I mean, it's uh, basically to take a, a vertical uh, industry uh, oriented approach. Uh, instead of the traditional transversal one, we were, you know, always talking about our general use cases like, you know, recommendations, fraud analysis, uh, MDM, you know, customer 360. But uh, we, we thought there was there was some value because, you know, we our customer base is growing and we're building some uh, quite deep knowledge on certain industries. And we thought there was there was value in, 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 in trying to capitalize that because we've solved a number of problems. In, I'm now talking about specifically the telco industry. And, uh, and, and we believe that there's a lot of value to be extracted out of that. And, and that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm focusing on the, on the telecoms. And, and um, yeah, it's been it's really exciting and I've been enjoying it for Absolutely. the last few months. So, uh, Jesus, you've, you've got you've got quite a bit of experience in this, right? I mean, you've you've been working in or for telecom operators for a while, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, I think I think what I what I do bring to the table is this probably unusual combination of of a, of a you know reasonable reasonably good understanding of the telecoms industry from previous experiences, and also a lot of experience on on the graph side. So, I think the combination of the two is what you know makes me probably a, a, an acceptable candidate to take this to take this role. But yeah, that, that's right. I would not agree. Could not agree more. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, so help us understand why, why, why is this such a good fit for for the telecoms industry? I mean, obviously, in my simple Flemish mind, it, it's it's basically you know, telecom operators manage networks, and you know, using a network-oriented database is probably a good idea. But help me understand. You know, why is it a good idea for telecom operators to look at uh, a graph database? Well, there is that, of course. That that's probably the the most obvious one. But but uh, but it doesn't stop there. So yeah, sure. I mean, modeling networks in a graph database is just. I mean, it should be a no-brainer, to be honest. I mean, for anyone who has experienced the real pain of of, of trying to kind of shoehorn uh, a complex network topology in in a relational model, well, know what I'm talking about. So it's really kind of the natural way of representing networks. But not all the companies in the telecom space do necessarily manage networks. I mean, that's that's a big part of them. But there's others that that basically 
for example, I'm thinking here of, of uh, equipment providers or maybe software companies that manage more services, but still that, you know, services are becoming more and more complex and, and, and services are composed of, 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 of elements and sub-elements and, and these elements depend on, on infrastructure pieces. So the thing is, again, this complex uh, environment, again, is, is a perfect fit for a, for a flexible database and, and like, like, uh, like the graph. I mean, so it, it's, it doesn't stop, but because, uh, I mean, I don't know if we have a chance to, to talk about some of the, the use cases that we find in, in this space, but there's, there's so many of them that do fit naturally in, 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 with, uh, with a graph database like Neo4j. Can you so, give yeah. me an example? Can you give me an example of one or one or two use cases that you think are like a great fit here? Sure. Absolutely. So let, let me. Well, let's let's start with the first one, with the the obvious network topology modeling. So uh, as you know, in 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 telecoms, I mean, networks are are, are typically multi-layer. So you have your physical components that carry logical connections. These logical connections are are, are sub, you know sub, subdivided into all the you know logical connections that ultimately carry service and and and, and support customers so this is a, i mean at every level is a network but then it's like putting multiple networks on top of each other and and that becomes really complicated and and in one particular case is is uh, a dependency modeling so being able to to make explicit what depends on what in order to be able to answer simple questions like you know who's going to be affected by this planned outage. I mean, we're going to up upgrade this piece of equipment, which of my customers will have to notify? Or the opposite one, which is more you know, like, like um, I have a number of problems going on simultaneously, and there must be a cause for all of them. It, it can't be that all, all my, you know, my, my customers in that region are complaining about something and, and, and all happening at the same time. So again, exploring this network of dependencies to try and find out at least shortlist the candidates for, for, for explaining all these, all these simultaneous failures. This is, a t uh, I would say, it's at the top of our list, the, 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 the whole dependency modeling and uh, service assurance, I would say. Service assurance is, is the name. But hey, what kind of a domain does that typically fit in? You know, I know that in telecom op in operators, there's like these OSS, BSS, you know, those, those types of uh, acronyms are often used. Uh, is, is this where this fits? You know, uh, yeah, this would be typically an OSS one. I mean, OSS for operations uh, support systems is basically the systems that are used to manage the network. So that, and they're typically used by, by network planners, by service designers, by operations teams, the people in the NOC. So it's more the technical side and the network management, and that, that's where that's where this one falls. You know, the, the the service assurance problem is you know guaranteeing continuity and quality of service and being able to troubleshoot the network when problems appear. So that yeah. that's probably the, the the first that I would that I think of. There's another very interesting one, uh, which is probably more on the on the BSS, which is the, the, the business support system, like the applications that support you know more customer facing activities like billing, order management, CRM. So. And it's interesting because it aligns with one of the most popular these days, which is this idea of knowledge graphs. So a, a lot of our customers in, in the telecom space are, are building their own knowledge graphs to support the, their incident management solutions. So if you think, uh, you know, the, the, your, your remedy, I mean, what we, whichever um, in incident management solution you use, it's all about, you know, getting tickets when a, when a customer uh, calls with a, with a problem and then the tickets follows uh, follows a flow it, it gets handed over between between teams until it's solved but you know this idea of extracting the information in either in a manual or in, in an automated way the information about the description of the problem and being able to 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 
map it against uh, concept topics and these topics against documentation or previous experiences. So be able to be able to build in a graph these these all these experience all this all this knowledge in the domain that can help accelerate the, the solution of a ticket is a to my to my mind is a, is a very nice precursor of the of this knowledge graph uh, use case that we're seeing these days and it's becoming so popular and in 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 our customer base in, in telecoms they've been using for for quite a while now so i was i was nicely you know surprised to to see that so that will be another one more in the in the bss side of things but there, there's there's plenty of others. I mean, now I mean these days, especially here in, in in Europe, we're all affected by GDPR, and telco companies are no exception. So compliance around GDPR, being able to model data lineage, be able to track what confidential information about your customer is stored, that's another case. That's not exclusive of telco, but also affects telcos. And which else? I mean, there's uh, of there's course so many others, right? I mean, and I think the cool thing here is that you know you you, you clearly have you speak the language of the telco, <laughs> and, yeah, no. uh, and 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 you, and you understand uh, how how this could fit, right? So um, I'm hoping that that will really help uh, our That's users fun. make that mapping as well, right? I, I hope so, yeah. And and sometimes you know it, it's our job to to because you know we know that that graphs. I mean that that we're getting you know bigger and bigger and 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 there's a lot of interest, but still you know quite new technology for some some of the for a lot of people. And it's our job, as I was saying, to to try and 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 explain them. You know, there's you, we know you have this problem, and we've solved this problem for other companies like yours, and 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 that's the solution. So it's our job to to sometimes give them these ideas, and 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 yes, sometimes that, that of course requires as much as possible to align with the language and and, and the vocabulary using the industry. So that's that's what we're doing in telco, but we hope to export to other other verticals as well. Well, you know, I I, I saw you present some of this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, at the time, I was really struck by uh, the way you presented it because you you you, uh, you talked about the feelings of a relational database. <laughs> you know, how does a relational database feel when it needs to do all the joins, right? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I I always like you know to especially when it's an early morning talk to, to you know to try to capture the audience attention with. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a joke, but it, it's it's true, right? So uh, the example that that I use. Uh, was was precisely about dependency modeling, and, and even in the simplest scenarios of, of trying to to model dependencies, it becomes really cumbersome and really hard to 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 manage and to and to maintain and, and to query. And and I prove with a simple example how how easily that that can be done in a, in a graph and and how you know yeah come back to these to these uh, kind of funny ideas that's how a graph database sorry how a relational database would feel and feels when when they're trying to, to solve a graph problem I genuinely yeah yeah, yeah yeah well it's all about you know these indirect dependencies right I mean the direct dependencies you know everyone knows about those uh, and, and 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 it's easy for any database to look those up but as soon as uh, as soon as you need to go into the indirect dependencies that's when uh, you know the big headaches start to form right that's right that's right and and, and that's and, and this area is huge in telecoms as I was describing before the you know the, the multi-layer nature of, of, of services and networks makes it a, a you know a key element these these indirect dependencies it's not exactly. just on the trouble, troubleshooting side of things as I was mentioning but even when when planning when designing I mean you have to to create a, a connection, a VPN between two sites for a company, and you have to guarantee uh, diversity. You have to make sure that there's no single point of failure, that mm -hmm. there's two completely independent channels to guarantee that if one goes down, service still you know, will have 
continuity of service. And and this, which sounds like a very simple and intuitive problem, can be a very complex one based on the fact that there might be indirect and sometimes not very visible dependencies. And that's what graphs made explicit, made clear, and 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 you can do in a very efficient way. So that's, that's so, so so Jesus, I mean, we've got quite a few, you know, really nice customers doing this already, right? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about people like uh, Cisco or Telia or even Ericsson, uh, Nokia, you know, those people are all using the FHA. But how do you see this evolve? You know, what does the future look like for the graphs in the telecom industry? Any any perspectives on that? Well, I, I, I just hope it, I mean, I'm, I'm not not only hope, but I, I'm convinced that it will keep growing. I mean, and, and the more we, we, we make it public and, and we make it clear that we've solved the problem and, and that we've, and there are companies that are successfully solving it with graphs, you know, the more are going to, to want to, to try and, and, and get the, you know, the graph experience as well. And I, I, my, my, my expectation is that it should be a no-brainer. I mean, it should be like in the same way for, you know, when, when you have to store a form data into a database and then present it to produce a report, you would say, well, that's tables, that's relational. You would say, I have a network to manage, I have complex services to manage, that is a graph. So that, that's my that's my, my, my expectation and that's what I, I think graphs uh, should should be. And then, you know, we'll, start, we'll just start calling you king of telcos and graphs or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Em- <laughs> the emperor or something like emperor, that. Emperor, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus, I mean, what we'll do is uh, with the transcription of the of the podcast, we'll put a bunch of links to material uh, that you've been working on. And uh, if there's any telcos out there listening to this podcast, then I'm sure they'll be able to find you. It's actually a really, really, uh, really um, cool solution, I think, and a cool approach, uh, bringing a lot of domain expertise to uh, Info-J users and, uh, and, and making it easier for them to uh, to kind of adopt the wonderful world of graphs, right? Absolutely. We're looking forward to hear from all of you and, and definitely help you because that's, as I say, that should be the no-brainer for you. I mean, that's graphs are the solution for, for telecoms problems. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming online. Uh, Sid, uh, <laughs> Jesus right. and, uh, what's your name again? Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for coming online and doing this call, call with me. Um, and I look forward to seeing you soon at, at one of our events. Sure. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, like like always. Thanks, right. Rick. Thanks, man. Bye.